All right, here we go, another episode of the Core Extra Podcast, and today is a very special <laughs> episode, because we have, well, we're not in the studio, first let me tell you where we are. We are at a local watering hole here in Cincinnati, Ohio, in a nice little community called Oakley. Uh, they were nice enough to set us up in the, in the uh, beer garden, I think we're in, in the beer garden out here, after intense long-term negotiations with the core extra legal team <laughs> and and this fine watering establishment which will be named later maybe depending on how many how many beer how much right. beer they give us that's right um but uh, we're outside here it's, it's well it's got to be like 70 degrees yeah, it's perfect it's perfect it's weather perfect podcasting weather we're perfect podcasting weather we're here with the, uh, they have the cornhole games going. I think tonight is trivia night. There's all kind of stuff going on in Oakley. But what well, we are going to get to the bottom of something here yes. tonight. Because Corey and I have been talking. Oh, I'm here. Oh, let me tell you. Let me introduce our guest. Mm. Our guest is one of the foremost authorities <laughs> on all things related to Marvel and DC That's Comics awesome. in the Cincinnati area. His name is Corey. Everybody welcome Corey. If you're at home listening... Stand up and clap your hands. That's right. Thank because you. Because Corey is here. Please, thank All you. All right. Yeah, please, no pictures. No yeah. pictures, please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the paparazzi is all over the place right. here. It's yes. crazy. Yeah. All right. So Corey and I talk frequently about the Marvel versus DC. That's right. So one night we were talking, and Corey said, hey, I know how to fix DC. So I said, Wait, stop right there. Don't say nothing. Say it on the podcast. <laughs> it's true. So that's true. I said, don't say it now. Don't tell me now because yeah. you're just going to have to repeat it. So here we are. So so look, there's no secret. I think Marvel has kind of outpacing DC with the films. I think if you ask somebody on the street the name five superheroes, they probably all, well, no, somebody would probably say Superman yeah. and Batman. Yeah. And the rest, they would rattle off Marvel people, right. I think. So here's the deal. We're going to give Corey two questions. Number one, what's wrong with the DC Universe? And number two, how are you going to fix it? Yeah. All right, so question one, what's wrong with the DC Universe? What I, is the issue? I think the issue, uh, so obviously after the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight trilogy came out, right. they started to try to launch their own uh, DC comic book universe. Right. And I think they tried too hard to be the opposite of Marvel. How so? Whereas Marvel is usually pretty bright, it's pretty fun, it's mm -hmm. lighthearted. I think they kind of understand that they are comic book movies, mm -hmm. so they're inherently going to be kind of silly and fun. Mm -hmm. When you saw something like Man of Steel or Batman vs Superman, they tried to be really dark and gritty. Right. And I think because of that, they ended up with what seemed to be kind of, it wasn't fun, it's kind of boring. Right. And it ended up with uh, the mischaracterization of some iconic characters. Oh, okay. You know, now, I never thought about it that way, but I think, now that I'm thinking back about some of the except except, uh, what was that one that was just horrible? Green Lantern? Isn't Green Lantern, should? yeah, that was a long time ago. No, oh, you, oh, you mean since the trilogy? Yeah, so the, the, the first, like, the newest slate of DC, the newest DC universe starts with Man of Steel. Okay. And then from Man of Steel on... It's been pretty it's, grim. Yeah, it's been pretty dark. <laughs> Although Shazam and Green, or excuse me, Shazam and Aquaman just recently came out. And I think they're trying to lighten it up a little bit. Right. But um, before that, it was just all dark, not happy. Well, Shazam is clearly like a PG Deadpool. Yeah, it really is. Clearly, yeah. 
you know, and I think what you just said, I think they sat in the room and said, we got to get this audience. Yeah. So we'll go for the right. for the younger audience. Oh, not younger, but... Well, yeah, younger. Yeah, younger. The, PG, the PG yeah. audience. Yeah. So it all started after the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. And you think it went downhill. So what other films were in there? So I'm thinking, well, Suicide Squad was after that. That's that was, DC. Yeah. Or is yeah, that? that's DC. Is yeah. that DC? So and I think, it, to my knowledge, it went um, Man of Steel... Mm-hmm. Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. I think Wonder Woman. Yeah. And then Suicide Squad was in there somewhere, and yeah. then Justice League. Which and after hard. Justice League, we had uh, Aquaman, and Aquaman. then now Shazam. I thought Batman versus Superman was just horrible. I, I couldn't yeah, handle. I hated it. I couldn't handle. Here's the whole thing with me and Superman and Batman. Couldn't Superman just fly up by the moon, like sit down on the moon and zap Batman with the, with his? With you would his, think. I, he would really think. I mean, does he really have to punch Batman? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or grab Batman, fly him up out into space, and just let him loose. Yeah. I mean, Superman can do that with everybody. Yeah. And I think with Man of Steel and a lot of these movies, they rely too much on that. And I'll actually talk about that in mm-hmm. my... I'll, I have a point on Superman. <laughs> okay. So I'll get into that, what I think they should do with Superman. Okay. So I'll get into that. So that's what's wrong. Yeah. How are you going to fix it? So I think I have three points. Three points. The main one DC. is you got to start fresh. I'd say wipe the slate clean, mm-hmm. just start over. Because I think they're, I think what they need is they need a producer with a singular vision. So Marvel has a guy named Kevin, Kevin Feige, mm-hmm. and Kevin Feige has been overseeing every single Marvel movie since Iron Man. Okay. So he's been doing it since 2008, which is when I think that movie came out. Yeah. And they've been very consistent. And right. They have a formula. Some movies are, you know, they, they're a little too formulaic. Right. But overall, they're pretty consistent in their quality. Mm-hmm. DC doesn't have that. They've been trying to do that. They actually hired uh, a guy who was a writer for a long time mm-hmm. uh, named Jeff Johns, who actually um, wrote, I think he wrote the screenplay for Aquaman. He wrote mm-hmm. a lot of Aquaman. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of been a little bit of a, a mixed bag because he mm-hmm. did Justice League, which was obviously terrible. Horrible. Uh, but they have just last January hired a guy named Walter Hamada, who I'm not familiar with. Mm-hmm. But he did movies like The Conjuring and Annabelle and It, which were all pretty, you know, well reviewed. Yeah. But and, horror. and dark. Horror. Yeah, they were yeah. dark. So that kind of makes me wonder if they're trying to stick with that horror genre mm-hmm. or with a darker feel to it. Mm-hmm. But uh, at least they're trying, I feel like they're trying to get someone who knows how to kind of oversee everything. Oh, so they have been too scattered. Yes, I think so. Part of it has been I think too they've been scattered. a little too scattered. Um, and I think since you know, since a lot of that has been going down and a lot of um, people are starting to be recast, mm-hmm. I think now they're kind of trying to say, all right, we're not going to do one big joint universe. We're going to do individual movies. Right. Which I think could be okay. But if they all fall under the DC banner, I still think people are going to ask, like, you know, like, where's Wonder Woman? Right. Where's Superman? That's why I think you just need to wipe, wipe it, it clean. Wipe it clean. Well, how does how did Marvel, because when I was watching Daredevil on Netflix, yeah. they kind of allude to the Avengers. Yeah. They kind of, I think, um, what's her name? Jessica Jones kind of says, yeah. well, the green guy tore up. Yeah. All the, or something like they that. They talk about the incident. The which incident. Is, which is what, you know, the, the Avengers. The Avengers yeah, yeah. In New York. But how do they keep the Avengers, they somehow keep the Avengers out of Hell's Kitchen? I think that whole you know, thing was, maybe. that whole Netflix and movie crossover, I think was a little mismanaged. Oh, on did? DC's part. Or excuse me, uh, Marvel's, Marvel's part. Because um, 
they basically canceled all the Netflix shows now. They're right. all gone. Yeah. And there was not a single mention of them in any of the movies. Right. But the shows kind of alluded to them a little bit, but they were kind of in their own separate universes. Right. Um, so I think that was kind of a mismanagement. A lot of us would have liked to have seen. You know, Daredevil, I don't know what he could do against Thanos. Right, right, right. But at least, right. you know, Luke Cage has the hard skin. You know, he can't get hurt. Jessica right. Jones has super you know, strength. Well, and was well, you know what the deal is now that Disney owns everything uh, except the core extra podcast. Of course, yes. We are still independent. We are independent as and, we should be. Yeah, exactly. And I'm biased. And what if they offered money, we'd be gone. Yeah, we'd but be out of here. they um, they are going to offer their own streaming service. So that's where Daredevil. I think that's where they're all going. That's what all that's going to yeah. happen. Okay, so. They need a singular vision. What's the yeah. next way DC is going to fix it? I think, and I hope people from DC are listening. Yeah, this is I free advice, so. by the way. It's true. Um, I think so. Once the slate has been wiped clean, they mm. need to go back to what works for them. Mm. They need a solid Batman movie. Because mm. I know some people were kind of getting tired of seeing Batman everywhere. Because yeah. he is the most popular. He's one of the most popular superheroes in the right. world. Period. But yeah. it works. Batman has had a pretty good track record for mm-hmm. films. Mm-hmm. You know, there was the Michael Keaton Batmans, and then right. Joel Schumacher took took over, and we had the George Clooney and right. the Val Kilmer, which those were bad. Right. <laughs> but then you know, Christopher Nolan came around and gave right. us the Dark Knight trilogy, which was really good. And even though Ben Affleck, um, you know, he kind of had a bit of a checkered, you know, start with DC. Mm-hmm. He was Batman. He was supposed to do a Batman movie where he was going to write, direct, and star in it, and then. He fell out of directing it, and then they didn't use his script, and then he finally stepped out as Batman. So I think now would be a good time to just just start fresh mm-hmm. with Batman. Just and they, they kind of have because they have a guy named Matt Reeves right. directing the next Batman movie. Right. And Matt Reeves he did um, War of the Planet of the Apes and Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which were both good. Those man. are really good movies. Yeah, they were good. Yeah, and so he knows what he's doing. He's uh, more of a writer than a director, but those were two of, I think, pretty much his two biggest um, directed movies. And so he has a history with, you know, writing really good movies. Yeah. And they just recast Batman. I saw that. I saw yeah, that. Yeah, Robert Pattinson. I don't know about that, but... I, I My initial reaction was a little iffy on it, but uh, I looked up pictures. Mm-hmm. He's got the jawline. <laughs> he's, got, that's all you need. he's got the Batman, and you can't blame Twilight on him. Just like you can't blame Twilight and Kristen. They were young, right? They they didn't really have careers. I mean, he was in whatever Harry Potter movie that was and died in that same movie. Right. So he didn't have much of a career. Right. <laughs> he probably saw Twilight as his. You know, that was his his uh, rocket to success. Twilight made a lot of money. It made a lot of money. I hated it, but it made a lot yeah, of money. My mom loved it, but yeah. you know. <laughs> I can't say I've seen them. I mean, you know, if I was in high school dating a girl, she said I'm a vampire. Yeah. I, I, I said, well, why don't you lay down and go to sleep, honey? That's right. And I drive a stake through her heart. Right. This girl was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Can you make me one, I'm, too? I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for it. Let's do <laughs> yeah. it. Sign yeah. me up. Right. Can you make me one? Yeah. Uh, no. So, I'd be no. like, baby, why don't you lay Good. down? Why don't you lay down and go to sleep? <laughs> yeah. Drive a stake right through her heart. She's gone. Yeah, she's Sorry, gone. Kristen Stewart. <laughs> right. You're done. Right. Uh, so, Robert Pattinson's in. And I've heard that this Batman movie is supposed to focus a little bit more on the detective side of Batman. Because mm-hmm. a lot of these movies, it's just him being an ass-kicking crime fighter. Right. They kind of dabble on his detective skills, but mm-hmm. never really go fully into it. Right. Um, well, they just need to decide what he's going to be. I, uh, you know, he's always pissed off. He's always gloomy. You know, He's always yeah. in this struggle with himself. Yeah. And I don't think everybody wants to see that. 
Everybody. Uh, the masses. I, I don't know. I don't... The One of the biggest defenders, one of the biggest offenses of Batman vs. Superman was that Zack Snyder turned Batman into a serial killer. Right. Batman has always had a very strict no-kill policy. Right. But he was just killing people left and right in that movie. Right. And I thought that was pretty that was pretty stupid. I hated that so much. Trying to go really dark. Trying to go really dark. And Superman did the same thing. Right. Like Superman, you know, he snapped Sod's neck at the end of the movie, which mm. was really stupid. <laughs> that was just dumb. Right. It's like they're supposed to like it's like they're supposed to they're trying to make me feel something there, like, oh, he's having this internal struggle. Right. It's like, I don't know, man, you just ruined all of Metropolis. Right. By fighting with Zod. You were throwing each other through buildings. Right. How many thousands of people did you just kill? And now right. you're struggling to break his neck. Right, you're right. Just, just do it. Be one thing or the other, man. Don't. And that's their problem. Yeah. That's their yeah. problem. I think Zack Snyder's a terrible director. Oh, yeah? He's a bad director, and he's... He has one good movie, in my opinion, which is 300. Which is another comic yeah. book movie. 300 is pretty fun. Right, it was good. But they kinda, that captures the ridiculousness. Right. And Batman versus Superman and all those movies were just bad. <laughs> Just bad. Just bad. Period. Yeah. If he was sitting there, we'd say, Zach, that was just bad. That was just bad. We don't have any long explanation for his track. Right. It was just bad. And uh, Justice League was even probably even worse, I would say. Justice not, League was horrible. It's not all his fault, though. He kind of dropped out halfway through. And then Joss Whedon, the guy who directed the two Avengers movies, stepped right. in, and then that was just a big mess. Well, I don't know why they can't figure it out. I don't either, because there are some really great story arcs to choose yeah. from. Especially, you know, Batman has so many. And he has so many great villains, mm. and it seems like all they really want to do with Batman is just have the Joker. Because right. we had Heath Ledger, who crushed it, yeah. and then Jared Leto, who right. was terrible. And right. now we have Joaquin Phoenix, right. who apparently, again, you know, with, with them not wanting to do a, a, a set up a universe, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker movie is supposed to be its own thing, set in the eighties. Like, so that's why I say start fresh because fresh. it's too it's confusing and it then is. they have all their tv shows it's like do those count but those not count and they have gotham they have right. arrow and flash and does, is it either in or out yeah you know and funny about the joker before heath ledger jack nicholson's joker yeah. was supposed to be the intense joker yeah but see that joker and that batman still had the camp to it yeah they definitely did and that's where i think where I kind of separated myself with Batman because obviously I liked the Bruce, I'm not Bruce Wayne, the Adam West oh, yeah. campy. Super campy. Super campy. So that Joker and that Batman, I think that was 89, was still a little campy. Yeah. But then after that, he became, not, oh, a little bit after that, a little while after that, like you say, the Dark Knight. They even stopped saying Batman is the Dark Knight, yeah. you know, which I guess if you go all the way back in the comics, that's more true to the comics, the yeah. the dark, the dark night, yeah. as opposed to the camp with Adam West. Yeah, that's know. a little bit of a product of its time. Sure, you know, you know. sure. And today, I think I think you can go dark and have it work as long as the script is good. Well, they did that with Logan. Yeah, you know, yeah, Logan was very dark. Yeah, yeah. but and look, and that was great. That's yeah, one of I the best. Logan. Yeah, I love Logan. That's probably the best X Men. Okay, so. I agree. What so, did you say? Where were we at? I uh, we, we were at, uh, I think, about talking about a lot of the story arcs. And okay. Just getting back fresh. to the characterization of. of so that. if they stopped, if they started it fresh, do we need to start at the beginning with his no. parents in the alley? Do everybody we have to, we have to everybody go knows back. Superman, or excuse me, Batman's origin. Just like everyone knows Spider Man's origin. Everyone right. knows it's Uncle Ben who dies. Right. Everyone knows Batman's parents die. And I think you can still touch on it. Right. 
Um, just don't, I don't, we don't need a full-on origin story either. Right. We can just, just have Batman already exist, have him, you know, maybe a couple years into his crime fighting, mm-hmm. and we can just pick up there. We are, we already know, there's plenty of Batman movies, we right. know. Um, and even the younger people know because of the internet. Yes, that's true. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, if you're curious, you can always look it up, and otherwise you don't need to tell me where he comes from. Right. And it'll be okay. Uh, so I have, a, I have a suggestion for a story arc. All right. That I just Roll I reread. It it's called The Court of Owls. All right. So explain. So The Court of Owls is a more recent uh, Batman story arc from you know, within the last five, six years. Mm-hmm. Um, it focuses solely on, mostly on his detective abilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the entry knowledge that you need to see that movie is extremely low. Because the Court of Owls is a brand new thing. It's not like one of these characters that's been around for decades. Mm-hmm. It's a brand new thing. So the Court of Owls are uh, like a secret society mm-hmm. that has existed within Gotham City since colonial times. Mm-hmm. They've always kind of been considered as folklore. Right. But recently there have been some murders mm-hmm. that where you know the, the people are stuck with daggers and throwing knives that have mm-hmm. little owl symbols on it. Oh. So people are starting to say, this is the Court of Owls. Right. And they're like, no, that's 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 ridiculous. That's, that's a myth. It's not real. And so Batman starts to launch an investigation into who they are and mm-hmm. what they are and finds out that they are real. Mm-hmm. And he kind of, we see Batman um, in, a, I guess, a more vulnerable state because he doesn't think they exist, so they're able to kind of outsmart him. He underestimates his opponent, mm-hmm. and he they basically trap him, and he gets duped, and we see him basically beat the shit, and it's, it's really good. Right, and right. then he's forced to not be a crime fighter to fix it because he is really injured, and he's really hurt and everything. Right. So we kind of get to his detective side, and we see a more vulnerable Batman. Sounds good to me. Yeah, <laughs> and I like it. And, and the, the the character, the, the main villain of the Court of Owls is a guy named the Talon, mm-hmm. and he looks awesome. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be um, a good mix, at least, of, of start off with purely detective, and then edge towards a combat finale. Because you can't have a Batman movie or a superhero movie without combat. I think. I think people right. would be too bored. Right. So that, that's what I say. I say you do the Court of Owls. Mm-hmm. It's a really good story. It's considered a classic already mm-hmm. by a lot of Batman fans. Mm-hmm. And um, you don't need to set anything up. You can just do it. You don't need to do a couple movies right. and then do it. It's like Civil War, for example. Right, right, right. You needed a bunch of setup for right. Captain America Civil War. You don't right. need setup for this. Just, just do it. Just it. do it. Just do it. See, I told you guys that Corey was the expert. Yeah. You didn't believe me. Yeah. <laughs> he just wrote a whole movie right in front of you. Yeah. And the the the, the book is so well written mm-hmm. that you just just really go off that. There might be some minor tweaks that so, oh, you would always, do, of course. Always, yeah. yeah. But the story is great. And it already has a built-in audience, like you right. said. Right. You know. Yeah. So just do it. Yeah. So I think that would be how you start off this new wave. Mm-hmm. It's Batman, you get him back to you know, refusing to kill, mm-hmm. and uh, just give them a really good story. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, we got to get the core extra production team on it. Yeah, and they have a budget of about eight dollars right now. Eight dollars. So it's right. going to be a tough. We're going to set up a GoFundMe. <laughs> That's right. Mm. And then um, my last note. All right. Is Superman. All right, yeah. Now, hey, what are we going to do with Superman? Because everybody's complaint about Superman is always, oh, he's unrelatable. Mm-hmm. He, he, I mean, he, he's not necessarily supposed to be related. I get that. Mm-hmm. You know, no one can stand up in him, to right. him in a physical fight. He can right. beat 
anybody. He can do anything. He can do anything. Right. And when you try to give him a villain who is somewhat his level, you end up with Man of Steel. Right. Where it's just two insanely strong, basically gods, right. fighting each other and wrecking a city. Right. It's lame. It's boring. Right. So I say, I like Henry Cavill. Yeah. But if we're starting fresh, we've got to get rid of Henry Cavill. It's got to go. So I suggest a guy named Army Hammer. I know what it is. Army Hammer, he's got the look. Mm-hmm. He's very handsome. He's tall. Mm-hmm. He would be, he'd be great for it. And he's got the physique already. Mm-hmm. He's a good actor. I'd, so I'd say, Henry Cavill, I'm sorry. This movie's weren't your fault. <laughs> All right. You tried. You tried. You just gotta go. You just gotta go. It's your time. I'm so sorry. Right. They got. They got. They have a new Batman. Now they need a new Superman. Right. So, um, Superman, you know, in in Man of Steel, especially mm. when they were trying to set up who this new Superman is, he was kind of mopey. He didn't really know where he belonged on mm. Earth. His dad was all, "Oh no, don't use your powers. People won't like you. You won't fit in." Mm. It's not Superman. Superman's supposed to be a bright beacon of hope mm-hmm. for the world and Metropolis, you know, where, he's, where he stands. Um, he shouldn't be doubting who he is or what his abilities mean. He's yeah. supposed to be someone who's never afraid to, to slap on the old tights mm-hmm. and go help somebody, even if it's just taking a cat out of a tree. Right. There's, like, there's supposed to be no act of kindness too small for him to do. He will always do it. Right. He'll always help. Okay, sorry about that break, uh, everybody. We had a we had a um, had a brief interruption, so we paused. But I hope it doesn't sound too bad on the podcast. But um, but uh, I'm sorry we we jumped right in. Sorry we had a little technical difficulty and our recording paused. But here we are. So we were talking about um, Superman. So so you know where you left off. Yes. Um, so again, I have another story suggestion that mm-hmm. I think perfectly captures the spirit of Superman. It's called All Star Superman, mm-hmm. and it's basically a story where Superman barely even fights in that story. There is some fighting, but it's not about that. Because I think in order to have a really good Superman story, you need to give him a problem where he can't fix that problem purely by punching or fighting. Well, and that's what they did going all the way back yeah. to in Superman 2 with Christopher Reeves mm-hmm. that was I thought was the genius thing about that because Zod when Zod and the lady that was with him I don't remember her name in the show um, when they figured out that he cared about the people that's when Zod started basically trying to kill humans yeah, and, and dropping buildings and buses on humans. Yeah, right. And then that's when Superman had to take the flight up, fight up to uh, the Fortress of Solitude. Remember, he, yeah. he flew off. And and there was a scene when, when she said, oh, he cares about these people. And they just start wrecking the place. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, I mean, instead of just, and I guess what I'm getting at is what you said, instead of just having a villain that's big and strong, he's right. fighting, you know. That's what they strong. tried to do. That's what they tried to do. They've been trying work. to do that. Yeah, and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Because they tried to do Batman or Superman, which I think is just a really stupid movie to try to do early yeah. on. Because right. especially that's Batman's introduction right. for uh, to us in this new slate of movies. Right. 
It's like, it would be like trying to start the Marvel universe off with, okay, you have Iron Man, and then boom, you have Civil War. <laughs> right. It's like, what? Right. I don't have right. any emotional connection to any of these. Right. I don't have a side. Right. Uh, yeah, how can I pick? How can yeah. I pick? I don't know who these people are. So, what is this you said? I cut you off. No, you're fine. You're all good. Yeah. Uh, so, All-Star Superman is a story where Lex Luthor, you know, uh, Superman's mortal enemy, right. uh, has this, this plan to finally defeat Superman, mm. where he sends a spaceship with built people uh, hurtling towards the sun with no power on it. So, you know, Superman is powered by the sun. Right. Um, when he has too much sunlight, <laughs> uh, when he has too much sunlight, he his cells begin to die. No pictures, please, ma'am. Yes, no pictures. We had a fan. Yeah, we had a fan. Uh, so he, had, he basically forces Superman to fly, fly too close to the sun. Okay. His body is overloaded with radiation, uh -huh. and he begins to die. Oh. So we see a Superman who has been defeated mm -hmm. by basically being kind of outsmarted, I guess. Or right. He knows, Lex Luthor knows that Superman won't just right. not go after that shit. Right. So we see a Superman who is dying. Right. And his last act for, for the world, really, is setting up a world that will be okay once Superman dies. Oh, that's pretty good, actually. Yeah. But he doesn't, he's not going to die. I think we got to get him out so of it. At the this. end of the comic, spoilers. <laughs> at the end of the comic, he does die. Mm -hmm. But I think for the movie, you could have a story, oh, or sure. you could write something in where he's he's okay. Right. But still, the, the the main point of that story is not there's this huge new villain. Right. We have to you know assemble the Justice League. It's all right. Well, he's dying. There's nothing he can do about it whatsoever. Right. But being speaking of hope, he wants to make sure that the world is safe once he's gone. That's what it is. Why not? I think you have to do that. <laughs> you have to do it. Those are, my, those are my three points. Superman also, his biggest superpower is being able to put on a pair of glasses and nobody can recognize nobody him. That is, that's his best superpower in the world. Yeah. Well, have you seen uh, the pictures of Zoe Deschanel? No. Without her bangs down, when her bangs are combed to the side and she's not wearing glasses? No. Looks nothing like her. I believe it. <laughs> maybe it was something, maybe, maybe they were on to something. I gotta try that. Yeah. I gotta put on a pair of glasses and people like, where'd he go? Where'd he go? <laughs> you know? It works for Superman. It works for Superman. Works for Superman. Well, there you have it. There we go. We told you what the problem was with the DC Universe. Corey solved it. Warner Clearly. Brothers, call me out. All they have to do is call 1 800 Corey, and he will be there. I'm on Twitter. And he will be there. Yes. Another fan. Another fan. Another fan walked up. That's great. We're good to see her. She looks very relaxed. Too. I know she does. Yeah. We gotta wonder what that's all about. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, we fixed it. We fixed the DC universe. So listen, Corey, I think what we should do is after the next Marvel movie or DC movie come out, come back. And we'll talk about that, and we'll just make it a regular thing. We'll come back and give us comments, because I don't know all about the comments. I mean, uh, for me, my, my biggest thing right now is Godzilla is coming out. I'm excited for that. Which is the most important thing. Yes, <laughs> and I'll be in there. I'll be in this, I'll be in, I was going to say studio, but I'll be in the <laughs> movie theater for that one. So, look, Corey, thanks for coming in. Uh, listen, uh, everybody, thanks for listening. If you have any comments, uh, you. questions or comments, you can find Corey. Where can we find you on Twitter? I'm on Twitter. It's my name, Corey Brand. Mm -hmm. C-O-R-E-Y-B-R-A-N-N. 
fire him up on Twitter. He'd be glad to answer your questions. We're going to make him a regular feature here on the Core Extra podcast. Before that, I mean, not before that, but uh, continue to download us, listen to us. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, uh, anywhere you podcast, you can find the Core Extra podcast. And we appreciate everybody listening to us, all the emails, all the calls. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll continue to try to bring you guys something you want to hear. Thanks a lot for coming in, Corey. And thanks for listening, everybody.